Spartans to Mission Debrief. We're playing every mission in the mainline Halo video game series in chronological order, discussing our experiences and sprinkling in a little lore along the way. If you'd like to play along and have your thoughts spread on the show, email us at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. We'll be playing the Sacred Icon mission on the next episode. This episode, we're debriefing Regret from Halo 2. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold. Hello, everybody. And Krista Brown. Master Chief Punch. Last mission, Keys Chief and Johnson emerge from Slipspace to discover the existence of another Halo ring. <gasps> they quickly take action in order to discover what the Prophet of Regret plans to do with the Forerunner superweapon. Chief and Johnson headed down to the ring to blow a bunch of cubbies out of the mysterious ruins of the ring. This mission, Chief finds regret and punches him to death. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. But before before the prophet takedown, we discover that regret was planning to fire the halo in order to fulfill the great journey. Keys and Johnson head to the Delta Halo's library while Master Chief rides some water gondolas and underwater elevators on the way to eliminate eliminating one of the three Covenant Prophets. The date of the game is November 2nd, 2552. So we pick up right after that awkward ending from the previous mission where we just kind of find that big room and see some of the honor guard, which are pretty cool. And then we get, um, we actually get a little intro cutscene, pretty short, but we, Cortana pops on and starts to translate essentially the, those, um, uh, the sermons that, that the, those holograms are, are saying. And she more or less says that, yeah, um, Regret says he's going to, I think this is the same wording here, to burn a path into the divine beyond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is this um, the first time we knew what the Covenant was all about? It in terms is. of like, this is the objective? Yeah. Cool. It's like, I always forget this when I'm playing through Halo 2. It's like, oh, yeah, the, why is it such a shock that the Covenant want to fire the rings? Well, and. If we remember in Halo 1, it was Guilty Spark trying to get us to fire the wing rings. We had no idea why the Covenant was there other than mm-hmm. they liked the object, basically. They mm-hmm. knew it was a weapon. So, yeah, this is the first time we've actually heard that these dummies just want to fire the rings themselves <laughs> for mm-hmm. no reason. Because if there's no flood around, there's literally zero reason to actually right. fire rings. Yes, exactly. But no, they just want to kill themselves and get to the other side, I guess. So Yeah. Yeah, that's Ascend. kind of the definition of a cult, if you ask me, but whatever. Totally. They're more grandiose about it. They're not like, we're going to drink some Kool-Aid and just die. We're going to take everyone with us. <laughs> Everyone's coming with us. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. So yeah, the we start here in this fun room, and we get some more drones. There's lots of drones in this mission. Yeah, they're annoying. A lot of drones, and they 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 come to visit us here along with a couple elites. Um, I do like the where the music music in this section. I don't know if you guys noticed it all. It's kind of like that steady electronic beat and some chanting going on in the background. It's hard to describe. You just gotta listen to it or experience it. Hopefully, you already did if you're listening to this episode. Um. Yeah, just the music throughout this game I really enjoyed. And and I think we've talked, touched on it earlier. Krista, did you say that the r- music for the anniversary game had to be remastered or, or redone a bit because of, I don't know, rights or something like that? Some of it was... I'm pretty sure most of the tracks were actually remastered, but some of the tracks, like the Brain, Breaking ben- Benjamin track and the track from um, the Heretic levels where you're on that station, the follow... Mm-hmm. Because those were contracted by individual bands, I'm pretty sure the rights to the music kind of... They couldn't figure out the rights exactly to the music, yeah. so they had to use different songs. But if you go back... Music seems hard. Yeah. But if you go back to the... If you switch back to the original graphics, it changes the music and sounds as well. Yeah. Yes, that's cool. I had a couple Marines. I don't know if everybody started with Marines here or not. I would imagine everybody does at the start of this mission. Um, But they're here hanging out with us. They're super chatty here. I don't know if you guys, just kind of in this opening area. Um, Did you guys pick up any of their their comments at all? I didn't write any down. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they are they are chatting along the way. Just that they have lots of fun little one-liners here. Um, so you're essentially kind of walking through these ancient ruins again. We kind of talked about those why they why they existed on the last episode. Um, if you didn't listen to that, we kind of covered off on how you know um, humans and other populations were essentially being grown on these halos. So that's why they have these these ancient looking structures. They are really old, actually. Um, before then, they were reseeded, um, and that's that's deep lore that will maybe make more sense after you get further down the road if you're playing along with us in chronological order. Otherwise, um, we can continue through. So then, there's another. Um, there's a big room here that I thought was kind of tough. I don't know if you guys remember kind of how this this area starts here, but there's lots of little snipers. Mm, um, yeah. Coming at you, especially on legendary. Any any sniper areas are tough. There's like a sword yeah. elite too, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and then you kind of kind of poke through, so you kind of make it through here, and then you kind of see, you know, you find that you're kind of we're on the lake or kind of outside the lake, um, and then you see these birds flying. At, what do you guys? Have we talked about these birds yet? I don't think we have. They're the weird like pterodactyl no. looking things. Yeah, I think they're native they're to the called? ring. They do have a name, and it was in the trivia, and I ignored it because I'm like, nobody cares about these birds. <laughs> you know, Colin is asking. Oops. So, can you, can you shoot them down? I tried shooting yes. them, and I was just a terrible shot. You can. You, you can, can. You can kill them. Nice. Kill those birds. I don't know why you would want to, but yeah, it's totally possible. <laughs> just for fun. Just for target. Just practice. for funsies. Just to see that you can. Yeah. So we, we reach this open area finally, um, you know, once you kind of get through all these snipers and whatnot. And then some hunters come and join the party. Yay. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's kind of a cool little area. It's I mean, it looks like it's built for just for this hunter fight, obviously. Um, kind of has that little structure in the middle. Has some, I think it has a carbine in the middle and some, some grenades. Does, yeah. How'd you guys take down these hunters? I did grenade. I went the grenade route, just hucked a bunch of grenades and took them down. Yeah, I, I had a beam them. rifle. Ooh. So it's oh. a combination of beam sticky. Beam sticky. That takes them down pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Do you have to get around the back to them, or just do you kind of try to... You got to get around the back, but like when the Marines are with you, like they just go after the Marines. Oh, I guess. That makes sense. Chris, what'd you do? Uh, I just lobbed all of the sticky grenades at them. Just <laughs> so many sticky grenades. They take a lot of grenades. They do, yeah. I think I had a shotgun as well, so I might have peppered them with that, but it was mostly sticky grenades. Are you guys still playing on normal, too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't bother with it on Halo 2. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Heroic feels better. We've talked about that, but it's just, it's so much more relaxing of an experience. It gives you more chance to look at stuff. Mm -hmm. Actually, like, analyze the level a little bit more. (laughs) Take a little more These guys are called quad wings. Quad wings. Very quad creative. wings. Yeah. I like it. I don't really know what their purpose is, but it just it's a comment that you can shoot them and they die. <laughs> it's just for aesthetics, just to give it the Yeah. You know, a little more life to the to the ring. So we clear out the hunters and then we have this so Keys pops on the comms and she says that the covenant is on her. Um said that she can only send um, a pelican. She said a couple pelicans. I think she can send some with some weapons, yeah. but she needs the help on her end because she's in the shit right now. She's she so... comments that this is the only help she can give you. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. I mean, we we did the library in the last mission. It was not fun. Granted, <laughs> our library was flooded, but <laughs> the um, so you get a couple marines here too and some weapon reinforcements, which is nice. And you can, then you then we start to ride in these gondolas. We go for little boat uh. rides. Boo. <laughs> Boo gondolas. Boo Why don't you gondolas. guys like them? They're the They're slowest slow. gondolas. Oh my they god. They the momentum of the mission so badly and sure. it's so slow. Oh, no. Boo. Boo gondolas. Yeah, you can yeah. see them off in the distance, I think, right before you get to this spot. Mm-hmm. You're like, what yeah. are those little guys? And then once you kill the hunters, then they start sh- they start creeping towards you. And yeah, they are super slow. And, and they're all filled with some covenant... Uh, reinforcements they're not super hard to take out the reinforcements is more just kind of annoying right yeah also, i mean the only interesting thing is you can jump across so sometimes i like to jump across i do that too i had a shotgun through 
through the gondola part, so I was just shotgunning oh, everyone. Fun. Oh, nice. But um, you find? Oh, I guess from the reinforcement ammo? Yeah. The yeah. Shotgun? Well, I think one of my marines had it, and I just kept carrying it through the mission. I have the bandana skull on, so oh, gotcha. all weapons have unlimited ammo. For real funsies. Real fun time, yeah. It's yeah, for you're fun. having a great time. I'm having <laughs> an amazing time. I have I would have been your daddy on. I have the bandana skull on. I'm lobbing grenades everywhere. <laughs> I'm playing on normal, so I'm not dying. Yeah, you're enjoying yourself. That's but great. um it i think the thing about these gondolas is i cannot imagine a forerunner just standing on these gondolas waiting to get to a temple <laughs> the forerunners had so much crazy technology they were they got every, everywhere they wanted pretty much instantly mm-hmm. so i cannot see anyone just standing on these gondolas being like okay i got to do maintenance on the ring going to work today <laughs> just standing <laughs> on pale. these gondolas it's like public transportation of the forerunner world. It's like, no. It sucks. Where's, where's probably, the Ferraris? I want to take for my Holland Ferrari stuff. gondola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably for hauling stuff. Like dead Oh, yeah. You quad wings. there's some kind of. Yeah, quad wing food. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're right. going to feed all the quad wings with these gondolas. <laughs> Amazing. So the buttons at the back, hit that button and start moving on. Um, then you get some drones that show up just to be annoying. Uh, those drones are annoying. There are also some banshees that show up. That's the later one. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, because you have a rocket launcher at the second one. Mm-hmm. Yep. The that Cortana does pop on here, and she she posits. She says the lake couldn't have been created by volcanic activity, so it must have been built uh, for some perp some other purpose or by some other means do we mm, ever find out what this thing's built for we don't actually know a lot about mm. delta halo like i was looking at the wiki and the wiki's basically like it's a ring in the f- it's a ring it's a super weapon in the yeah. in the array it's the second one that you find yeah cool. it's, it's basically what the wiki is because it's on halo 2 <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we keep going. Uh, another gondola pulls up with some covenants, and you just kind of kill them. Nothing really special. I think there's a red elite in there. Perhaps some grunts. Nothing too tough. Uh, then you can continue. I mean, it's kind of cool to see like the other one pulling up. You're like, what's going on here? What's happening? Why is there another one coming? Oh, it's just for some more enemies. And if you have a sniper, you can take pot shots as you're approaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You can clear out, clear out most of it pretty quickly. Then you continue on. Your gondola continues to the next structure. There's kind of some turrets on top and some snipers on top. You can take them out or just ignore them and, and kind of rush through the door. This is the one where the skull is. So there's a like a big rock or a, it's like a big, um, I don't know, like a big stone or something like that. B- building stone that you can hop on top of. And so you can actually hop around this entire building, which is what you need to do in order to get the, the skull. The skull is the assassin's skull, and and you, I think it's only we already talked about this, but it's only accessible on legendary. Um, but in order to, if you get it, it means all enemies are permanently camouflaged. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's one I never use. The lazo run on this game must be ridiculous. Yeah, just ridiculous. No thanks. <laughs> all enemies are camoed the whole game. Yeah. On legendary, oh, that's disgusting. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> I hate my life. Suck. <laughs> well, I mean, the scarab down. gun's one of the one of the skulls, right? <laughs> that's true. I think it's. A, I actually don't think it counts for the uh, lasso. I think it's a z- zero times kind of like bandana. Oh. There's sure. a weird distinction between like the fun skulls and the we're going to make the game impossible skulls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, so then we continue on. There's a room full of jackals and drones, which, in my mind, is probably just the most annoying combo of enemies. Yeah. Because you got the drones flying around, you got the jackals with their shields and their snipes. And you can't and stay just... scoped because the drones keep shooting you. It's very mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah, that's right, because they, they take you mm-hmm. out of your scope. Yeah, super annoying combo. Not super difficult, but more just annoying. Like, ugh, mm-hmm. come on, just die. Because they don't take you down super easily, especially on normal. So then Cortana pops on. She says that we must go down and pass through a submerged structure. So this this 
part of the area. It's kind of like a, I don't know this, I don't know how you would describe this room, but it's it's just weird. Elevator looking. room. It's not like a regular room. <laughs> it's got like a little widow. It's almost like it's it's like um kind of the guts of a bigger building. It's like where you would go, like if you climbed up into the roof of a building, maybe it would kind of that's what this room would, kind of would look like, maybe. It it's got, like the, got that kind of vibe. Yeah, it's got that attic vibe. Yeah. But there is an elevator in there um, that you can go down into. That's where that's where you're supposed to go. So you can, but you can actually go up. I don't know if you guys went all the way up. Yeah. There oh is... yeah, you can get a fuel rod up there. Oh, is that what's up there? I didn't get the fuel rod. Yeah, I, just, I saw the pelican and... drop off something. Pelican there? shows up. Yeah, there's like oh, you pop cool. your pop your head out, and then another pelican comes by and drops something off. I didn't. Think so. I went back down to try to find it, but I couldn't find what it was. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah, or knew that happened. That's cool. So the so there's a railgun up there. Do, is that the first railgun that we've encountered? Uh, sorry, fuel rod. Oh, fuel rod. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it might be. I'd have to really no. They're in the arbiter missions as well. You just fuel yeah, rod guns. That's right. So you can use them there. So we go down. Um, decide to go down in the elevator. And we float through some ruins, which is super weird. It's a weird, like, Bioshocky part. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah, totally. I and get, like, really strong better. Bioshock vibes, and it feels really weird in my Halo game. Mm-hmm. But um, I do love this sequence for just um, everything that Cortana tells you. Yes. You kind of start to piece things together through, like, she's intercepting the Covenant battle net and stuff and learning loads. I love that. I love when she does that and starts to explain what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely opportunity for them to drop some more lore on you. So what does she say? She says that regret issues an apology. Yeah, she's intercepting um, the prophets talking to each other. And it's obviously um, truth and mercy giving out to him, being like very angry of like, I can't remember the exact wording, but you jumped the gun, you jeopardized our plans, um, you attacked the humans before their time or something, because obviously he was vying for power when he went to Earth with such a small force mm-hmm. uh, where the Covenant weren't ready. And then he jumped to the Delta Halo, and then and th- th- so doing brought humans to Delta Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything's kind of gone awry for them. Yeah, yeah so, he effed um, up big time. It's cool. It was yeah. just cool to see that the politics and the dynamics come to play here. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he says, um, it kind of in this dialogue from Cortana, she says that regret, his like excuse, is that the presence of humans was not foretold. And we've kind of talked about that already. Where he he just didn't know that there were going to be humans on Earth. Huh, who knew? <laughs> well, I mean, it was alluded to a lot during the game, but this is the first time where they've actually like just come out and said it. Mm-hmm, that's true. Yeah, it's like we've learned about this thing, this piece of information, I guess, through the terminals. But yeah, they've they've never the the our UNSC team has never kind of figured that out the team, people that we're playing with right but the player us we've we've kind of made that drawn that conclusion all right so then we kind of pop up on the other end um there's a carbine under the stairs so grab that if you didn't already um love that carbine and then we have some this long room with some grunts down in there yeah and you just kind of take them out with that carbine um and move on nothing super special but the the rooms in this area do look cool they look very forerunner-y um i do like the aesthetic of this this area um but yeah we got this long room with the grunts and then we enter the giant room this huge room with a, a huge um hologram of the prophet of regret just monster one there's drones in here there's sniper jackals there's Everything. honor guard yep <laughs> and then there's hunters so like this thing is huge and they're all over the place can you just you might even be able to run through this room i don't know if it take I everybody out or not i've never tried you can but i've never tried yeah i mean there's hunters and everything and there's honor guards like you said it's pretty on legendary like there's snipers everywhere mm-hmm. it's a tough room yeah it's a tough room with the drones flying around yeah yeah it makes it tough makes it tough the terminals up here too kind of on that second floor area the terminal we'll talk about that towards the end i missed it i just wasn't i don't know i just was cruising so you guys pick it up yes you guys, you guys pick them all up right mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. do so you're gonna have to to tell me what this terminal is all about i'm excited to learn more about what is it arbiter stuff yeah it's more barbiter 
More Burbiter. Burbiter. <laughs> we learned so much about the Arbiter in this game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they're really, they're really pushing Arbiter real hard in this game. Yeah. Maybe it's because people didn't like the Arbiter when this game first came out. True, but the terminals weren't there either. And I, I feel like they were going back, adding these terminals in, leading up to Halo 5. Probably to build up. Because it's got, like like we said at the start, those lock videos, that mm-hmm. lock and Arbiter interactions that kind of sandwich this game. So I feel like it's all just been about building up the Arbiter as a character mm-hmm. going into Halo 5. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely definitely Arbiter-focused. All right, so we make it through the this room which is a big, tough room. Um, and then we have another long room, kind of similar to the one with, that we just saw the grunts in. It's flooded. It's got some water in it. And then we have some, some camoed elites and some camoed grunts too, which I don't, I don't think we've seen camoed grunts yet. Yeah, I found that strange. Mm-hmm. Not unless they were in Halo Reach. Mm, but I can't remember camo grunts. I'm just saying that, that could the only place up to now we could have seen them. I don't think there but are yeah, any camoed, camoed, camoed grunts in Reach. Okay. Yeah, I'm not remembering that either. But yeah, it's kind of weird to see the the camo grunts. But whatever, you know they must have been super special grunts. Need that camo. They're high they ranking in the grunts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they you instantly the die. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we get into another water elevator. All right, let's do it. Yay, water elevator! More water elevators. I didn't really pay that too much attention to. I mean, there's ruins. There's water. I think there's some fish and stuff down there it's it's nice looking like if you go back to the original graphics it was just blackness so they added quite a bit Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely looks good um i think there's another lore drop here covenant um says truth and mercy just are not impressed by regrets actions essentially so it's just kind of talking about the infighting that's going on here we finally surface on the other end, and then it's time to slice up some honor guard. Yay! I think I, I must have had a sword here because I, yeah, I must have had a sword at this point. Um, I like, I love doing well, that too. In the, to um, still kill these honor. in the camo room, there was a camo delete with the sword at the very yeah, end. Yeah, that's right. Yep. There was also another honor guard that charged you with a sword in the big room. So you could have had it from then. Yeah, there was multiple places you could have got a sword. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of swords in this mission. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it's good. And they I feel like they have a lot of power or, or what do you call them? Just energy, I guess. Charge. Yeah, charge. So I could use these for quite a long time. Slice up quite a bit of enemies, um, which is nice. I think they, they dial that in different games, in other games, where I feel like it doesn't last as long mm-hmm. in other games. But in this one, you can use it for quite a while. Yeah, they were probably balancing... The charge and I think it also obviously changes on higher difficulties mm-hmm. um, with the higher shield rates of the various enemies you're fighting and stuff. Yeah, so these honor guards don't seem to really you could you can sneak up behind the first one. Yeah, you can stealth you can stealth the first and there's a bunch of grunts asleep. If you manage to stealth him, you can stealth all of them too. Yeah. So you can kind of sneak around a, a smidge here and then you surface up into back up onto the, the halo area, so there's some you're kind Immediately of get little, ambushed. Yeah, yeah, you do get ambushed. Kind of this this little hole area that you pop out of. But then, yeah, all sorts of enemies in this area. So I would imagine, I'm not remembering this area on Legendary, but this would probably be a tough spot right here. I remember, I have such a vivid memory of this area on Legendary. I was stuck inside the room for ages. (laughs) Really? Trying to get out. I think I had had no ammo. I had like a BR that was empty or something and a sword. And I was just trying to grab plasma pistols and take pot shots. It was awful. Gross. Because <laughs> the the thing about the AI is they don't necessarily charge you all the time. They'll just hang out up top. Yeah, they'll just pepper you with various weapons, needle carbines, and plasma bolts. Mm-hmm. It's just a combination of awfulness when you're on legendary. With yeah. no ammo. I also I found like rather... with um, some of the AI is they have that trope that if you kind of get out of their area, they'll just turn around and go back. Right. Like, forget you were there. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But I'd rather have them charge you so that you could just do the little dance with them. <laughs> do a little dance. Yeah. Make just a little kind of circle love. around, dance, and then take them out. Versus Good shooting plan. them from afar is much more difficult. Especially when you have just a plasma rifle. Or pl- um, <laughs> plasma pistol. 
Cool. Um, yeah, so this area, you pop out of there, you finally clear that that spot there, and then there's another gondola. Oh, All right. I'm so excited to ride the gondola <laughs> to the temple again. Why did they just have a gondola going from the first building straight to the temple? I don't understand. <laughs> that was the express gondola. We missed, we missed the express. Yeah, we, did, we didn't pay for that. <laughs> it's the most like backwards way to get to a freaking temple. It's like two gondolas, two underwater elevator rides. Yeah. It's like, oh I my did God. appreciate the um, weapon drop though. Yes. Like, yes, give me more power weapons, give me more ammo. Yeah. I appreciate that a lot. I like that. And that's bad those missions. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get some uh, rocket launchers, right? And a you get some snipers and rockets. So yeah. I tried to load up my marines if they're still alive, give them all those power mm-hmm. weapons. Keys checks in here and says that there's a barrier outside of the library, so she's she's having a tough time on her end. We'll check back with her later. It's um, also pretty cool. Um, you can, if you look, you can see the sentinel wall in the distance, so you know that you're actually pretty close to the library. You're not actually that far away. So I thought that was oh. pretty cool. I, I didn't, didn't even that. look for that. Yeah. Mm. Dang, I gotta go back and check that out. Nice. All these trivia drops. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, so then we, yeah, so we have the we have our rocket launcher and our snipers and all our superpower weapons. If you have some marines with you, give them that stuff. The the next, so you hop in the gondola, you uh, activate it, and then the next gondola that shows up, you know, coming the other direction, has some jetpack elites, and we haven't seen those since like the first mission since Cairo Station. That's true. These guys are pretty tough on legendary because they're they dual wielding, and yes. they just spam you. Yeah, they're um, very mobile. That, yeah, that and the banshees are here, and unlike other banshees, you can't actually drive them. It's possible to kill the pilot and have and miraculously have the banshee drop on the gondola but you still can't get in they're oh, just really? totally hard coded to not let you get in them yet oh dang yeah banshee at the very beginning of this mission would be great yeah totally <laughs> which is probably why they don't let you do it that's true i'll save like 20 minutes dang it bungee um all right so we're there now we, we finally you know our gondola gets to the other end we trigger a cutscene. And um, it's kind of this is a cool, cool little cutscene right here because you look up at the sky and you see like all of the Covenant show up. <laughs> That's really cool, and I'm glad you said that because the cutscene shows you them all, all showing up. But what I've never actually done is look up after the cutscene. Oh, they're, they're all going like, and they're all moving and coming in. It actually looks way more impressive when you're in gameplay looking up in the sky, mm-hmm. seeing like all these hundreds, ships in space yeah. and high chain. Yeah, it's so cool. Well, yeah, and also something else. Yeah, so, yeah, big big ball of something up there. Because mm-hmm. we haven't actually seen High Charity yet from the outside. We saw in the first cutscene at the intro to yeah, the game. Yeah, the very oh. first cutscene. Yeah. Okay. But you didn't really kind of know what it was. I mean, it said it was High Charity, but yeah. Just a weird looking thing. And that is a high charity. big thing Should we to talk move? about High Charity here? I mean, could, we could maybe give sure. a little preview of what High... We've talked about it a little bit, but High Charity, there's a big old, like, pointy thing on the top of it. Turns out that's a Forerunner ship. And then everything below it is, like, part of... Is it part of the... Their planet. San Shayum planet? Yeah, their homeworld had, like, a civil war where there was a group that wanted to activate the Forerunner equipment and use them specifically the dreadnought which is that big ship yeah the big ship and the other group which are pretty much like the sangheili that just worshipped the um foreign attack but didn't want to use it so they fought their way on had a civil war and activated the ship and in trying to take off but if they didn't do it correctly took half their planet well not half but took a massive chunk (laughs) of their own planet to space with them (laughs) that's amazing um, yeah it's the imagery is crazy and like there's loads of stuff in um the broken circle book which i won't get into too deep which talks about like the after effects of that and then mm-hmm. um, the kind of toll that plagues that takes on segregating these two races where obviously they weren't split in half and the sensorium that made it into space are like very different than the sensorium that left behind on the planet and stuff like that and it's it's fascinating when you go into how their genetic diversity kind of works or doesn't work as uh, as you might expect but it was pretty cool mm-hmm. so, that, so, so that that built Dreadnought's up the covenant like, around that that dreadnought was like staked to the ground like <laughs> i 
I guess it was just buried, and maybe yeah. they just did, and they just said, "Oh, they, maybe they expected it. it was a smaller ship or something." I don't know. They just took off. I'm sure. I think it describes it, but um, it sounds pretty cool in Broken Circle. So that's yeah. why High Charity looks so weird. Yes, because it's part of a planet in a ship. It's a cool concept. I really like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I agree. It does. It it's cool. Very unique. Which is a lot of Halo. We talked about that. That's why it's Halo's cool because it's kind of it's sci-fi, but it's got some unique twists. Some cool things. So we see the tr- uh, the cutscene. We see everybody show up, and, and and from their perspective, they're pissed at Regret because Regret jumped the gun. And then I think everyone else in the Covenant is just kind of like, "Oh, you should have told us that there was another Halo." So they're now everybody's showing up to this second Halo here uh, to to join regret but we're gonna go punch him in the in the neck first it's gonna be great yeah let's go boss fight him so this room then is leads up into the big boss fight room we have some elites kind of pop out of the bottom a lot of elites and there's a lot there's so many elites in this area some elites pop out of the bottom here once you kind of get into that little area with a ramp that goes up into the large room and then some honor guard come out running at you this is a tough area um yeah. you know normal it's yep. fine but this, this is a tough room on, on on heroic or legendary very brutal well those honor Lots guards of, are just, just so difficult yeah they have so much health and their shields are so strong but is it one sticky grenade that'll take them out though or do you need to take my shield first it's a good question. It's been very long. It's been a long time since I played Halo Two on Legendary, so yeah. I don't think one plasma will take them down. Yeah, I think you're right. Sticky. I think you need to take down their shield first, I believe. But a normal is, it, is a sticky grenade, and yeah. you're done. Yeah, or you got a rocket. You just blow them straight up. Mm-hmm. You just run. So, can we talk about the amazing skull? <laughs> yes, Which, the best skull ever. Colin, that is specific skull, to this mission only. Yeah. The skull that they made, that activating it, only works on this mission and only does one thing and one thing only. Which makes it when you jump onto... You have to board the Prophet and punch him. Okay. And if you punch him, it like... Strum, it plays a guitar solo. <laughs> so the more you punch him, it plays... You, you end up playing him like a guitar. What? Yeah. It's so it's funny. Called like, it's, it's called like punch him up to 11 or turn it up to 11. I can't remember the name of the I'll skull. I'll look it up but real it's quick. So, yeah. And that's all that skull does. It just makes like guitar sounds as you as you beat him up. <laughs> so like do you find guitar. the skull in this mission? I just no. You just you just activate it. Oh, on the from the main menu. I see. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. That's good. It's called Profit Birthday Party. Profit Birthday Party. And what's the description? I thought it had something up to eleven, like it was referencing Spinal Let's Tap. see. Um, it says the effects. It doesn't have the actual. Description yeah, description. I'll see if I can find it. That's okay. Riffing. Well, why don't you take us through this boss fight then, David, while she's checking that out quick? Yeah, it's, so it's a weird like thing these... to actually be like you've met. We've met these prophets at the very beginning of the game. You didn't really know they existed in CE. Um, didn't really know they existed in Reach. We didn't really talk about them. I don't think at all. No, um, they weren't they, really referenced. They show up in two, and you see the two. You know, we met the two at the very beginning. Well, there's three there. There's one, the one hologram one. We figure out who he is. And then all of a sudden, we're gonna, we're gonna kill this guy. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So, it's pretty damn cool. Um, like I mentioned in the previous mission, the whole kind of point of like Halo One and kind of like Reach, or even like sorry, Halo Reach, the original mission of the Spartans. Um, at the start of that game was to initiate operation red flag which was to sneak into covenant space and grab a prophet so that you could use him to barter a peace treaty and so now at the very end this is actually coming to a head where instead of because he's trying to light the ring you've decided no no point in keeping him we got to kill him especially because the covenant are in or all the covenant has shown up you're like no got to kill and run yeah so you're going through this room and this is a boss ass boss fight um like we said halo 2 is the first time to introduce this where the Arbiter, you had a boss fight, and now it's Master Chief, you got a boss fight. Mm-hmm. And so it's got its own kind of unique mechanics. Obviously, a room full of bad guys, which I think are infinite. I think they're infinite spawns. It feels um, like they are, yeah. Yeah, I I've, I want to say they are. So um, the room is kind of like weirdly spaced, where there's a bit of cover on both sides, but none in the middle. Um, so you can, either, you can kind of go high or low, and 
run around and I, on the higher difficulties and um, the prophet is shielded um, so you have to take out his shield and f run up and punch him and you That's board right, him like a vehicle you can take him down you can take the shield down just with just by shooting it right or doing a pretty much a plasma just by shooting it. Yeah, yeah pretty much by shooting it or grenading him and stuff like that and then you run up and you board him like a vehicle and you punch the living crap <laughs> out of him Right. Uh, and on normal, it never and tells easy, you how you to do that, though, right? It's like I you kind of have to know. figure that out. Yeah, I think so. I don't think Cortana might just say "run up and get him" or something. I think she says, her shields are down, and so you run up, and the prompt comes up. Uh, I want to say it was a surprise to me the very first time, but I can remember it, thinking like this is so weird, mm -hmm. and <laughs> jumping up onto the his throne while it hovers, and you're just mashing B, and then right. on normal and easy, you can get in, you can kill him pretty quickly. Um, but on other modes, it, you go through kind of waves where like he his shield reactivates and pushes you off the chair, mm -hmm. and you have to go through again the phase of fighting a bunch of enemies, kind of dodging all the attacks and knocking his shield down again, and just kind of rinse and repeat. Uh, unless you're on normal, and you can just beat the living crap out of him, and then he does. <laughs> it's just so funny, just getting on that chair and just punching him mercilessly in the face. Well, and here, yeah. He Hearing him scream in <gasps> agony, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty ridiculous, especially considering, like, how many hits he takes that you're, like, Spartan in your Milner armor, and he's a weak, weak old man, and you're just punching the crap out of him. <laughs> he right. must have been, it. He, there must have been nothing left, like, pulp, essentially, is what should have been left to this creature. Just <laughs> a bloody pulp. <laughs> yeah. I would say... One cool little tidbit, which I never noticed before. So when I was looking up in Halopedia and stuff. It said, when the Prophet of Regret is killed, a fully charged plasma pistol drops out behind him. This is actually referenced in Halo Contact Harvest, where Regret secretly brought the same weapon to a meeting with the philologist. Uh, and in Halo Call Protocol, it was rumored to have the same weapon with him to try and kill any acolytes who questioned him. So I thought oh. that was cool. That they oh, actually tied cool. that into those books or mentioned it. That he, he carries his little plasma pistol with him in his chair. Nice. And I'm trying to remember, does he fire anything at you? Is there any kind of beam that comes yeah, out of his chair? Yeah, he has I'm like a chair beam. Yeah. He's got chair lasers. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> that chair's Yeah, they're kind of like the sentinel so beams. Good. Yeah. They're dual. Yeah. Two of them. Um, I, I killed him really easily. Like, So I punched on, I hopped on, punched him in the neck four or five times, however many. I Then I like, you know, he shoves you off. I then just threw a plasma grenade at him. It must have it must have hit him and it just killed him. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Like it was the easiest boss fight ever. A lot of the Halo 2 boss fights are easy when you're not playing a legendary. So yeah. for me on normal, I literally just ignored all the enemies, went straight for yeah, him. Yeah, I ran him, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But it's cool because when I did that, all the enemies stopped attacking me and just stood around. I was like, "Oh, cool." Well, they're not going <laughs> to fire the on the prophet. Well, no, as in, like, after I'd killed them, oh, yeah. they all just went into their, like, you know, AI rest mode and just kind of oh. walked around. But that was just, like, in the couple of seconds before the end cutscene triggers. So I yeah. guess they're just programmed to not kill you so that, like, the cutscene can trigger so you can't die after finishing the mission or something uh, in, the, in that kind of way. But it was cool. That is cool. Um, Krista, do you want to take us through this end cutscene? Then we're done. Sure. So, um, so Cortana's like, oh, shit. There's a capital ship coming right for us now that the prophet's <laughs> dead. And it's firing its plasma beam. And Chief's like, I guess we have to leave then. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <Run. laughs> it is just, a, like, with these blur gra graphics, it is just so cool to see the, like, r a little bit ahead of the temple, you see the plasma beam come down, and you can kind of see, mm -hmm. like, the air getting electrified and misty from the... Um, water evaporating so rapidly and it's just i liked seeing chief's armor in their cutscenes, like especially in halo 2 i feel like his armor feels tight like closer to his body mm -hmm. whereas in um the ce it felt a lot more bulky yeah so i really yeah, like there's a real man chief well, but bulk. well mjolnir's supposed to be like a second skin it's not supposed to be like a big heavy armor mm-hmm so they did and just the way it moves it moves really really well with these blur cutscenes. Yeah. But um yeah, you get to see Chief outrun a plasma beam. So it's him <laughs> running from a giant beam of plasma. And like I said, I really like seeing like the air getting like like superheated and stuff as it's cl coming closer to him. Mm -hmm. And so Chief gets to the end of the temple 
and just, you know, my heart will go on, jumps straight into the water. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, he's wearing two tons of armor, so he sinks. And then, uh, and then some strange, strange occurrence happens. A strange tentacle comes and grabs him by the waist and just says, this is not your grave, but you are welcome in it. Fade to black. Mm. So eerie and so cool. I remember when I first saw this, I had no idea what this was. Like, no idea. No inkling that it was flood or anything. It was just, what the fuck was that? And then, of course, they leave you on that because you go straight. A little oh, a little so preview nice. for the next episode. But you go to the Arbiter's story. You switch back mm-hmm. to the Arbiter. So you're just like, what has happened to Chief? What happened to him? Oh, some horrible, horrible things. I've seen this on the internet. The, I like the line too. I mean, that's one yeah, of those lines line. you can think about. Um, this is not your grave, but you are welcome in it. This it's particular one of those that you're have character to think about a in Halo times. has some of the best lines, and we'll talk. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this character once we finally meet him. But um, we'll talk a lot. Oh, about we're going to be talking a lot about him. But he is just—he has some of the coolest lines, and we're going to be gushing over literally everything he says. But as a preview to what's about to happen, it is so cool. <laughs> it's just so cool. <laughs> like, I also love that. Like the moment you kill the prophet of regret, the covenant's immediate reaction is we're lasering you from space. Right. This that they that's just their extreme of the how much of a reputation chief has. That like mm-hmm. the second he's dead, they realize there's no point in keeping them alive. No matter that the rest of their forces are still probably here. That's a good point. They're told they're just like, nope, laser that guy from space. Well, and yeah, at the same really time, cool. like the forces that were still there were supposed to be protecting the prophets, so they probably would have been executed for high treason anyway. Good point. That's so they're getting a bunch point. of stuff done at once. I mean, once the one <laughs> thing keeping them from glassing that place is gone, they just start glassing. Yeah. So it's it's super cool though. I I yeah, love the it. end of this mission. It's one of my favorite moments in this game. Just outrunning the plasma beam and killing regret and tentacleness, tentacles. Yeah, it's a good cliffhanger. It is. It's so good. Ugh, Super good. This is why I love this game so much. <laughs> All right, let's do some. Why don't we do terminal first? Community stuff um, that wasn't a ton, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. So, um, like we said earlier, this is located right behind that giant regret hologram. And it is, we go back to Sessa Rafume and 343 Guilty Spark. And Sessa is talking about, you know, the prophets and, you know, talking about their religion and how the prophets basically reformed Sanghili's way of life completely. They went from a race... A race that had agriculture, that had, you know, all these different things like science. They were very big on science because they were a spacefaring species. And they changed them into just military. They just completely militarized the entire Sanghili species and then said, okay, well, we'll take care of everything else. All, you'll, you'll have all the food you need. You'll have all the science and medical technology you need. Just focus on raising as many warriors as physically possible. And then, of course, um, they just talked about, you know, we were tasked to not only be militaristic, but to find more holy relics that would lead us to the great journey, that would lead us to transcendence. And, of course, Guilty Sparks, like, you are all a bunch of idiots <laughs> like through this whole thing he's just like you guys are so stupid <laughs> you guys are just dumb um and so then they talk and then rufume says they gave up all we gave up all our traditions and then guilty spark comes back with well you still have the arbiter and rufume's like well the arbiter used to be a symbol of power a leader among us and then an arbiter committed heresy And an example was made out of him. He challenged one of the words of the prophets, and there was a huge fight. He lost, and then that's when the Arbiter actually became a badge of shame for, at quote, the most spectacularly failed warriors would become the Arbiter. And so the Arbiter that committed this heresy is actually a direct reference to 
Um, there's like an anime DVD thing collection called Halo Legends, um, and one of the stories on it is called The Duel, which is actually the story of this Arbiter and how he becomes a heretic and how he fights off a bunch of Covenant and, of course, a... <laughs> probably one of the most iconic things is a giant hunter, like the size of a skyscraper, like a skyscraper hunter, hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and like rates and all kinds of shit. And this dude just has a sword. He That's dual wields swords at one point. Dual wields sword. It's amazing. It's such a cool. And it also personifies cool the Sanghili as very samurai-like as well. Oh, completely. Very Japanese. It's really interesting. Cool. It's worth a. It's worth a watch. The animation style is kind of weird. It's kind of like a watercolor animation style. But it is worth a watch if you ever find Halo Legends on DVD or if you have Netflix. I believe Halo Legends is still on Netflix. It is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. So you can watch all of Halo Legends on there. There is some great stuff in Halo Legends. It has kind of a overview of the universe. Like a, if Halo had a video that was like Halo in 10 minutes, that's what it is. So that's what they're talking about. I like this direct reference to that story because it's cool to watch this and then remember Hey, I actually saw that unfold. We got to yeah, actually see that. I love that. I love that they, they tied something from Legends into the game. And even even rendered the kind of end scene. So, uh, in, in the, the, the... Oh. You see the, the two warriors fall in by yeah. each other. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Which is it's one awesome. of the end, end frames from Halo Legends. Uh, just as a side note, some of the Halo Legends stories are completely not canon at all. <laughs> And they make absolutely zero sense, but they're also just kind of interesting stories from the Halo universe. But the duel specifically is completely canon, as shown here. Not sure exactly how canon. It might not be as canon, but the story is at least canon. <laughs> yeah, the um, skyscraper uh, hunter probably isn't. It yeah. might just be a large hunter, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. So... So, you know, he talks about that. 343 wants to learn more about the Arbiters, and then the scene ends. So it's basically more Arbiter stuff, just talking about how the Arbiter became a glorious leader to a mark of shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that. Really cool stuff. Cool imagery. Love these. Thank you, Krista. Um, David, let's just cover off on a couple community thoughts and then we will close yeah. the show yeah let's close up the show now why did why did facebook do that stupid <laughs> did it refresh <laughs> yes and i had it ready and everything just a tap dance for you we're calling we're calling back to our original opening Way back when, <laughs> when we right. sang the Halo theme, it was beautiful. Good times. <laughs> it was. It's pretty ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's good though. It's a little crazy. Here we go. So, Colin Perkins, you may know him, has posted in the Facebook group saying, "Mission debrief. Regret. What's the defining gameplay element of this mission?" So, Ian Francis, another guy you may know, uh, either says, "How amazing the underwater parts look in Anniversary," or punching that. Goat faced prophet regret back to your <laughs> qualm. The planet of prophets. And also managing to keep one marine alive all the way through. That's impressive. Dude saved my life. God damn me, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, James Skelton says, I couldn't believe how dark the underwater parts were in the original until they flipped back between the two. Yeah, the old school graphics is real bad underwater. Um, it's real blurry. It's basically a void of nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's no draw distance whatsoever. Um,. So no, you can't tell the difference anything there. I think also next couple of missions you go to the end of it and figure it out. Blah 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 blah. Yep, nothing to say really there. Good stuff, Ian. Uh, we can switch over to the Discord because we do Discordy stuff now. Thanks, Colin. And uh, so in Discord we have <laughs> same question. And Elson ninety four says the first encounter with the gondolas, if I'm correct, is the most iconic. It is iconic. I would agree. It still sucks, but yeah, you remember <laughs> it. It's iconic in there. a bad way. <laughs> yeah. And we haven't gotten there yet, but they bring them back in another game, and I was like, God damn it. Uh, anyway. Um, I can't read the text. This is blue. Hippo. Good name. I love how the control room for 05 is underwater. Katana mentions that 04's environment was all wonky. I wonder if it made 
Oh, it made me wonder if Zero Four was supposed to be underwater too, which is very interesting. Because didn't we say it was purpose built? So maybe it wasn't supposed to be underwater. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Mm. Cool, cool. Um, a lot of people are saying that Matt's is profit pounding. I think everyone kind of agrees it's pretty iconic. Um, the Gondor doesn't hit a two of the worst. Goldie Sniper, I like this guy. He said, Punching the Prophet is always a good time, but that underwater sequence. Halo never had a shortage of jaw dropping moments. That's just another one to add to the list. I agree. And well said, guys. It's good comments. Because they nice. agree with me. Which makes them correct. A hundred percent correct opinions. For yes. some reason, I struggle with this, um, the question on this community question, because th- the easy answer is just to talk about, you know, punching the profit or regret. Punch and regret. But there was a lot more to this mission than that. I felt like, I said at the top of the show, there's a lot of drones here, and I almost was like, can we talk about the drones maybe in this in this little part? I mean, they're just annoying in general. But I did, <laughs> at one point, I did just kind of, you know, stared at one of them then that I had killed earlier. <laughs> Because you don't, because they fly around so much, and they're usually in this chaotic area that you just kind of shoot them and then move on. But there are a couple parts in this mission where you can take them down and then just kind of look at their dead bodies and how cool they look. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're these insect type um, enemies, but they're they're really well done. They're re- they they did a good job creating their their look, even though they they suck. Yeah, well, they're a good um, standout race mm-hmm. in terms of an aliens. Let's not just have human-like aliens but walk on legs same appendages yep. one head it's cool to have that bit of variation absolutely Krista anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here um I like the underwater parts just because it's Bioshocky, and also <laughs> I like how the Prophet of Regrets chair just basically weighs like a metric fuck ton once you kill him just like a big clonk. <laughs> it's really good. I love the clonk. So, hashtag clonk. I like it. All right, that'll do it. For our debriefing of Regret from Halo 2, on the next episode, we'll be covering Sacred Icon from Halo 2. Send us your thoughts at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. Until next time, Evolved. Evolved. Evolved.